Welcome to Rhema for Today. Thank God God does hear and answer prayer. And he wants to hear and answer your prayer. Now God certainly didn't put all of these promises and all of these statements of fact in the Bible relative to prayer just to fill up space. But they're there for our benefit, for us to use, for us to act upon. Isn't that right? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and found Kenneth E. Hagan's series, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. In John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses, Jesus said, In that day ye shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. In the 24th verse, he said, Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be made full. Prayer, he said, is to be addressed to the Father in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Then uh, we're not to pray for Jesus' sake. We found that out. But in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are to pray for results. If results do not follow, then our prayer life is a failure. I remember reading one time after Dr. Charles S. Price, and he said that he, uh, someone had phoned him actually there in California, asked him if he'd come to the hospital, which ordinarily he didn't do, he just didn't have time to follow every call and carry on his ministry, but this person happened to, in days gone by, have been close to them, and this particular woman had uh, been converted under his ministry, the man had been through years past, had been uh, close to them. So he went to the hospital to see, to visit her. He found out that she was dying, actually, from cancer, with cancer. And so uh, he said, uh, as he was there, the doctor came, and he wanted to spend a little time with her, and so he had had a little word of prayer with her, but he said, I'm going home to the woman, and I'm going to pray. And so he, uh, they introduced him to the doctor, and so the doctor heard him tell that woman, see, he's going on praying. So the doctor, he sniffed out of the room. He said, yes, said, I want you to pray for her. He said, it's just a matter of hours now that she'll be gone. And said, you know, I believe in prayer. said, prayer will just soothe her, and, you know, and sort of calm her down, prepare her for that which is ahead, and so Dr. Price said, I said to him, well, doctor, I'm not going to pray that God would soothe her nerves and calm her and give her peace. She's already got that. She's a Christian. I'm going to pray God will heal her and raise her up. And he said that fellow looked at him like he'd slapped him with a wet dish rag. <laughs> he just knew, you know, that that couldn't be so. But he did. He prayed and, and went back then and laid hands upon the woman, and she was raised up and healed. Praise God. Now, he was praying for results. <laughs> Amen. We should pray for results. I remember reading from the pen of P.C. Nelson, and Dad Nelson was Baptist for a great number of years, actually, for 
uh, about 30 years of his uh, uh, ministry, of 52 years of ministry, he was Baptist. And uh, he was run over by an automobile in Detroit, Michigan, 1921. And when the doctor said he'd lose his limb, or else at least his leg would be stiff, knee'd be stiff the rest of his life, he was healed. And then he, uh, he held healing meetings across the nation for different churches, denominational churches. And he was holding a meeting over, tent meeting over in Arkansas for the Baptist. And uh, praying for the sick. And uh, so a fella who was pastor of another Baptist church there in the state of Arkansas, who had gone to seminary with Dad Nelson, heard that he was over here, you see, in this other town. I think he is in Little Rock or Hot Springs, one of the two. And so he decided he'd go to see what this new something is he's preaching. And so he went, and he uh, was very much opposed to it. And so uh, he talked about it at home, and so the family sort of wanted to go. They'd never been in anything like that. And so he took the family along. And uh, his uh, mother was uh, living with them. And so they went and uh, they uh, talked about it on back from the church then. And then the next morning at the breakfast table they were discussing the service. He thought it was disgusting. He thought it was all right to pray for anybody, but you ought to pray for them publicly or have a healing line, anything like that, you know. And then if you did pray, just pray the will of the Lord be done. Then his, uh, his wife agreed with him and some of the older children agreed with him. But, uh, and his mother then said, well, I don't know. I wouldn't condemn it, criticize it. After all, said there's some people there that were apparently were healed and said, years ago in the Baptist church, we used to say more about God healing and so on than we do nowadays. And finally, a little boy there, actually his baby that was born when he was about middle age. This was their last child. And that this boy was only about five years old. And so they didn't ask him to comment, you see, but he just spoke up and said, well, Dad said the only difference I can see is that you pray, we pray in our church, and you pray on Sunday morning, Lord, bless the sick, and don't expect anything. He said he just gets them up there in front of everybody and acts like he expects God to heal them right then. <laughs> and that kid had that lies right. And so that sort of got that thought to thinking, and so he went over and began to cooperate with the meeting there. He saw that you ought to pray for results. <laughs> Praise God. Well, that's true, isn't it? We, what's the use of praying if we're not praying for results? Thank God God does hear and answer prayer. And he wants to hear and answer your prayer. Now, God certainly didn't put all of these promises and all of these statements of fact in the Bible relative to prayer just to fill up space. But they're there for our benefit, for us to use, for us to act upon. Isn't that right? One of the best ways in the world to pray, friends, is to just follow the admonition of God's word. In Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the 25th and 26th verses, God said, uh, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities or thy sins. And then in the 26th verse, he said, put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. 
Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, 26th verse, we're quoting now. God said, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou, or as the margin says, set forth thy cause, that thou mayest be justified. Now notice that God said, put me in remembrance. Well, remind him of what he said in his word. What do you mean if you said, don't let me forget that? Well, remind me of it. Those who have been mighty in prayer have been those always who reminded God of his promises and brought his word before him. Charles G. Finney, I suppose, is the most outstanding exponent of prayer. He's known as the man who prayed down revivals. And actually, as far as church history is concerned, he had the greatest success and his converts, more of them stayed saved than anybody since the days of Apostle Paul. It's common knowledge that 85% of Finney's converts remain saved. Now, Moody's a great evangelist, but it's common knowledge that only about 50% of his ever continued on with the Lord. Are you listening to me? And we've had a mighty moving in among the in God these last 50 years or so in Pentecostal circles, but it's also common knowledge that not over 50% of the converts have remained true to the Lord. In other words, the rest of what we call backsliders. Are you listening to me? And so, uh, Finney had the greatest success numbers-wise and as far as keeping the fruit of his labor of anyone since the days of the Apostle Paul. Now, whole cities were stirred. For instance, I, uh, I, read in his, I read in his autobiography in 18 and 29. Well, that's modern history, just a little over 100 years ago, isn't it? That he went down to the city of Rochester, New York, and conducted a meeting, and practically everyone in town got saved. All of the grog shops closed down. Now, we'd call them honky-tonks or beer joints or whiskey joints. There wasn't a place in town left where you could buy anything to drink that was strong. Now, you know nearly everybody in town had to get saved to do that, didn't they? Closed them all down. The only theater in town closed up. Now, they didn't have motion picture. They had vaudeville acted out on the stage. But you can't, act, you can't put one on and keep it going if nobody goes. And practically everybody in town got saved. There was even such a move of God on in the revival that a circus came to town and put up and made one show and only two people came to see it. And so they closed down and moved on because everybody was interested in God. The revival was on. Are you hearing me? And uh, they just uh, weren't interested in anything else. Now, you know, practically everybody in town had to get saved for such things as that to happen. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the USB drive, 50 Messages of Camp Meeting. This USB has different speakers from the last 50 years of camp meeting. Also in this package is the DVD entitled, Camp Meeting Then and Now. This is a video about the last 50 years of camp meeting. You can get all of this for the price of $50. Call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. 
You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, what else is happening, honey, here in the ministry? Well, if you want to watch us, you know, you can you can go to rama.org. Yes. And you can watch videos on demand, Rhema Praise, church services, conferences. Yes. Or we we live stream every our, all our of our services. services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Uh, you can go to uh, YouTube, Rhema USA. Yes. You can go to rhema.tv. You can go Facebook Live on the Facebook. That's right. Uh, the church services are 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. on Sunday, then mm-hmm. that's Central Time. That's right. And 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Yes. And then if you want to listen to our radio broadcast, Rhema for Today, well, you can do that there. There's podcasts there. You can read our monthly magazine. That's or, right. Well, it comes out every six weeks now, <clears throat> I think it is, uh, online. Uh, or you can download it. There's daily devotionals there. There's articles to read. You can find everything at rhema.org. Yeah, right. and you can go to the Rhema USA app on your iPad, iPhone, Android, Android, or your Google Play. All of those. Yes. And we also have a, a Roku channel. Uh, it's yes. called Rhema USA. Right now we have about 60,000 subscribers. So mm-hmm. you might want to go check that one out too. Hey, if you won't know anything about us at yes. all, just go to rhema.org and, and it all comes up. Everything is there. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.